Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers. I'm Petey Rave. Thought I'd hold the suspension, make you think about what podcast you may have started to play on. Did you find the plan? Yes. Yes. Are you with me? As always, is my team. We've got Brett. Bonjour. We've got Patrick. Hola. And we've got Drew. Hello. Uh, we're here, guys. Talk about music, share music with each other in a round table format, and talk about the things we thought about the things and and you know you know talk about it hash it out feel it out give our opinions yeah uh the provider of said music this week is none other than drew drew what are you putting forth this week well this week i brought a band that i've been a fan of for a while um ska band from uh new brunswick new jersey a band that took parts of Catch-22, parts of a band called One Cool Guy, put them together, and made a band called Streetlight Manifesto. This is their debut album um, as this band, as Streetlight Manifesto, with their album Everything Goes Numb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with uh, oh, Patrick. Patrick, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Um, I'm aware of who Streetlight Manifesto are. I've definitely heard some of their songs, but they weren't one of the bands I listened to uh, back in the day when I was in like high school and into punk and ska and stuff. So like I, I knew the basic sound, but had never really heard a record of theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what would be what were your expectations coming into this album? Well, I, I uh, was unfamiliar with the band when I've heard of it from last episodes being told to listen to this, not the message that Drew sent me weeks ago. I, I didn't know that this was a ska band, but I, I had a, you know, a little assumption. It's been a while. Um, and, uh, I don't know where this band was when I was running in these circles. So yeah, I was kind of shocked that this didn't pass across my, my eyeballs back when this was new, but yeah, I came into this completely like, yeah, I was I was a little bit shocked. I will get more into just how shocked I was. Uh, yeah, I I I believe I've heard the name before, but uh, yeah, I don't think I've I don't think I've sat down and listened to them before. Uh, Drew, how would you describe the themes and elements that make up this album? Well, first off, this is the as I said, the first album. Colnicky had left. Uh, Catch-22, there was a little side acoustic project, uh, Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution, who still does shows from time to time. Um, but those b- members of that band, which were the two parts, the Catch-22, the one cool guy, uh, they decided that they wanted to get back into electric uh, instruments and sort of the more traditional ska performances. Um, although Kolnicki has sort of a problem calling the band ska because there are some in the ska scene um, that a lot of their songs don't fit the mold. Um, They are something that is very, very twinged with 
a lot of punk elements to it. Not only that, but Kolnicki is uh, Czech. He is Kolnicki's actually an old Transylvanian family. Um, so they actually have roots going kind of farther back, which is cool. You hear that sort of sound in the composition, I think, a little bit as well. Like horn lines and stuff sort of pop out. You get a lot of an instrument that doesn't get a lot of love in Scott. I wish it did. And that's the baritone saxophone. The Barry sax in Streetlight and in this uh, album especially is just really, really cool. That extra bass voice um, to the album adds a lot to the overall sound, a lot of depth to it. There is also Streetlight is known for their uh, lyrical content. There's It comes at you at a frantic pace, but it's at times like biting and smart and really socially conscious, but also really fun. They never lose the fact that they're a band that's about having fun and whether it's the songs that sort of are about darker subjects or it's a song about literally just saying like, Hey, we're a band about having fun. Like they, they always focus on that and they always bring that to the forefront, which I think is cool. But overall, there's a lot going on in here in a band that on the surface level sounds really simple, which when I listen to my ska, that's sort of what I tend to drift towards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what will be the themes and elements that caught your attention on this album? The goddamn horn section. Uh, ska is, I enjoy horns and ska. It's a thing we, we talk about. I'm, I'm a sucker for them. This might be the best ska horn section I've heard. And and I think in part, Drew's right, Barry Sachs adds a very, very, very nice element to the low end here. But their parts are super tight. Their overall sound is really good. Uh, The horns I'm speaking of. The rest of the band is a solid third wave ska band. Uh, they're, They're not the best. They're not the worst. They're pretty good. They do some stuff okay. Um, I'm not in love with the vocals, but the lyrics are really, really good, so it kind of helps. But the the horns are kind of where it's at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what will be the themes elements that caught your attention? Well, while I casually enjoy most ska bands, the ones that grab my attention are the ones that sort of break convention and learn a little more from their sister genre, punk rock. That or they wear wetsuits, capes, and masks, but that's that's the different and thing altogether. Sometimes play children disco shows. songs. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. children shows, disco songs. Yeah, yeah. I'm. But, uh, we might know the band you're talking about. They might be know. a super rad band. Yeah, <laughs> you know, get your Dakota rings out. Uh, <laughs> name Applesauce. Yeah, um, this album get, is like the ska mixing pot dashed into a pennywise pot it, uh, it's it, there there's some stuff going on here that was like very very contrasty like the the heavy sound of like a traditional ska band and like the the like crazy other genres that were, were being thrown in not just punk rock there was there's some weird stuff going on in this album um the other thing that that like one of the first things that i noticed was the, the this dude's playing a fretless bass um and fretless bass is something that uh makes more and more sense in a ska band the more and more I think about it. 
um, because like when a when a fretless bass slides up and down or does bends, it, it sounds like the bends of like a horn, like a saxophone, but it's got like that weird tuba sound to it of it like growling off the fretboard, like that weird. Yeah, it, it very much fit in there. Also, I'm pretty sure there's a song where somebody was rocking a clarinet, <laughs> um, which uh, is not something that we uh, we get into too often in the, in this. There there was definitely You're like a. Yeah, it's like what, it's like we're watching a Spielberg movie or something. There's like some clarinet being played in the background. You'll like, notice on that song there's no alto saxophone. <laughs> That's yeah. because he's playing the clarinet on that one. Yeah, and Old you know Jim Conti himself. Yeah, that's there's that that is something that really struck me as like when have I ever heard somebody bust a clarinet to do that? Um, I, I enjoyed that quite a lot, but you know, yeah. It, Horn section is great. I mean, there there's so much stuff going on that, like, from from the style of sounds that that you get from from a ska band, um, they also have like their like knockoff brohim thing going on, uh, kind of. It's 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 kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when we break down song to song, I can sort of zero in on some of that. But there's there's some strange stuff brewing around in this. Uh, yeah, there, there, there's a, a lot of going on in this album, <laughs> a lot uh, for sure. Uh, Drew, what will be some of the key tracks to zero in on? Uh, well, I'm going to start with everything went numb because I made mention of the berry, and it starts out with a lot of that. Um, it opens with a blast. It lets you sort of know that you're gonna get um some punk rock in this. You're gonna get a heavy dash of that. But it's going to be a bit more than that. That strong horn section, um, it isn't afraid to dip into different musical styles and a different musical bag of tricks than most horn sections are. And this song, I think, proves that. Um, This is the type of song I actually like to keep in my back pocket. Like Songs like this and like Ruby Soho and stuff like that, when people say they don't like the ska sound, I'm like, well, what about something like everything goes numb like that somebody and like it's usually enough removed from the typical ska sound that even the people who hate ska can get into it um here's to life i have to mention it because as a poet and as a writer i'm a sucker for literary references um in music i don't know why i one of my favorite bands is named gatsby's american dream like i i don't know why i like uh, bands and music with a lot of literary references in them just thrown around, but it's it's kind of cool. Having everything from Catcher in the Rye to Vincent Van Gogh to... I actually found out... I had to research this because I realized I didn't understand what KDC was referencing at the end of this song. Um, and I put it to the guys and nobody gave me an answer. It it's took actually, me a second. I did figure it out. It took a little Googling mm-hmm. to like put yeah. two and two together. It's the whole song being about like these artists inspired me, but like suicide and like having a troubled life doesn't have to be the only thing about being an artist. Like you can be more than that and ending it with a Kurt Cobain reference is kind of like crazy awesome to me. Um, cause it really grounds it in something that for a modern listener who might not like really connect with all the old, like references and all the old artists like can connect to that one. Um, and then one of my favorite songs of all time. And one of the ones that like sort of points to what streetlights great at 
on this record is a better place, a better time. Um, the song is for a ska song real long, right? Six minutes. And it slows it down a bit in the beginning. Um, it picks back up, but it slows it down in the beginning a bit. The bass line is punchy and simple, but it's great in all the right ways. It's it's one of those songs that the meaning of it, I think, is great for uh, ska bands to do. You get that sort of uplifting thing, and the song picks up just at the right moment to highlight those things. And it tells a story, right? And there's a lot of streetlight songs that are really great at telling a story within the song. And the two I always point to are one off of Kesby nights, which is actually technically a catch 22 record that was remade by Kulnicki. Um, and then this song off of this record, a better place, a better time. Cause it does to me, the story song really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, what will be some of the key tracks for you? I'll uh, also do the record breakers thing and talk about everything went numb. The intro alone will suck you in. It's so good. It really, again, that's where like you're immediately like the horn section in this band is amazing. Uh, and I want to hear more. And then you just get into like a, a very like for a three and a half minute long song. It's very complete. The bass does some really cool stuff uh, when you when you look around for it. Uh, the horns are, like I said, really good. The drums on that are super tight the way they should be. And it really, you get a lot out of what is a, you know, not hugely long song. Uh, Point Counterpoint uh, had really nice harmonies and sort of a dueling vocal thing that was happening on occasion. And it it definitely made the song better. And it, it, it there were a lot of transitions where it would like stop, slow down, change tempo. And it that's like sometimes that that can throw a song off and you lose it for a bit until it comes back. But with this, it kind of made sense with, with how it was made. Um, a better place, a better time. Like Drew said is really good. And, uh, like lyrically, it's the one that like, you know, on listening, this was the one that just sucked me in and I wanted to like actually go look up lyrics for it and see what it said. And then, uh, for the horns, mostly alone, failing, flailing, the horns on that are exquisite. The rest of the song, perfectly okay. Horns are just really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what will be some of the key tracks for you? Well, seeing that I need to do what I have to do uh, that has already been done, everything goes numb. Um, it, the intro to this track, blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows. It's it's a great intro. Uh, but the thing that... that uh, really stuck out was how much it reminded me of another band I've brought here before moon hooch. Um, and it reminded me that there's still a band out there actively writing hot saxophone jams with funky woodwind instruments other than just baritone sax. But yeah, like there, there's, there's something about that grumble, that growl of, of noise bouncing through brass. Uh, it's been hammered out a million times. Uh, it's just, it's just something weird when you, when you get a, a, an instrument that, that big around um just how how the noise bounces around there it, it ain't your kenny g shit um but uh the 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 bass tone um is something that really grabbed my attention on this just the the way it's mixed in um the uh how it's in your face and how that's a great thing because you really don't want to miss what the bass is doing on a track like this 
because not only is that like, would that be a, a feat for somebody to be pay, playing on, you know, a normal fretted bass, but on a fretless bass, being on pitch on every single note that you're hitting on horns that they're having their own problems hitting notes dead on with, you know, it's, it's, it, it was, it, it's a feat of musicianship. Um, um, and, uh, I, another one I, I, I really dug was, uh, that'll be the day. Um, this is clean tone Pennywise with, uh, with horns. Um, it, it's, it's got jangle to it, which you, the, the, I, I enjoyed it a whole lot because it has gritty vocals and it's got the, the, Hey, Hey, Hey's the, the woes on woes. Um, and the vocals are harsher than the instruments but the drums are still doing the drum things. The, the instruments are still going off and doing what you would do, which they later do when you put your foot on the stomp box. But like they, they, they did a big stretch of clean tone punk rock with horns, which I really enjoyed. And, uh, here's to life, uh, uh, was one of the songs that I couldn't find anything. I didn't like, um, the intro, the clarinet, um, and the use of toms, uh, the, 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 like there, there's like some, some really good fills in there. Uh, there's some, some like they're, they're constantly shifting the tempo and style on that track. And it, it really, every time I looped around, that was one where I sort of, you know, perked my ears up and I was like, Oh, Hey, that's something that I would have enjoyed knowing about back when I was 18 years old when this album came out. But Yeah. There, there, there are plenty of good songs on there, but those are three that really stuck with me. Yeah, those are, those are some some of the memorable tracks on this on this album uh, for for a lot of reasons. Uh, let's bring it back around the horn to get some conclusive thoughts uh, about this album. Uh, Patrick, what will be your conclusive thoughts on the album as a whole? Um, it's really enjoyable. Uh, that's, I guess, my the way I can sort of review it like for me this is a kind of music i generally enjoy it's something i had not heard going in it, it's enjoyable it's not my favorite thing ever but i can't i can't i can't say anything bad about it i i enjoyed listening to it i'll probably continue to listen to it it'll be in you know in in my rotation of stuff i i you know listen to on the regular it, it was an enjoyable record it, it's it's Good, solid third wave, but with an incredible horn section. And I think that, to me, really gives it, gives it a reason to, to dig in. It's got gusto. It's got chutzpah. Uh, macho gusto? Yeah, yeah, it's got macho. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album as a whole? Well, if you're a fan of music, like, there's going to be something here for you to enjoy. There there's something for just about anyone. Um, even if from a band geek to a, a rocker, you'll find something in here. If you're just a fan of like skillful compositions, um, there, there's plenty of that going for, uh, the, the musicianship is, uh, indubitable. It's, uh, it's, there's, there's something about this album that makes me upset. Um, that I wasn't there when it was here. Um, and now it ain't here and I'm here as an older person who's not so into this. Um, but it, it was a nice trip down. Like what would have lived in my CD jacket, uh, in my crusty old car back in the day when I was yelling at my buddy Bob for smoking in my car. 
but yeah, you know, this, this is, this is something that really, uh, it, it uh, let off the endorphins in all the right places. And it was, it took me back to a place where I wish that I would have seen, I, I wish Drew was around and wasn't like a child at the time when I was being a, a hellion. So yeah, it, it's worth listening to. Uh, you'll be better for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Drew, what, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album as a whole? The reason I love uh, this album and Streetlight and bands like Streetlight is because there's a lot of punk rock that people regard as just noise. There's a lot of ska that people regard as just boring and simplistic. And uh, Thomas Kolnicki, uh, Streetlight Manifesto, uh, the other bands that he's in, it's not something that, in my opinion, you can sort of pigeonhole. There's like Brett said, there's a lot going on in this record and it's all very well done. It's not like there's a lot going on and there's too much and it's too much noise and it's not fun to listen to. The songs are well composed. There are musicians in here doing really smart things as far as uh, when they know that they need to bring their A game to a certain song. And that to me is Streetlight Manifesto in a nutshell. There's some stuff going on. And I really hope they figure it out with them and the Victory Records thing. There's been some problems. Um, and actually, at the point of Thomas Kolnicki, what I can say is you need to search this record out. If you like ska, if you like punk rock, if you like just smart uh, music in general, search this out. But this record, don't pay for it. Thomas Kolnicki has asked people not to buy his records at this point because most of the money is still going to Victory Records and the Victory Records is not seeing enough of that percentage go to the actual bands. And it's become a problem for him and the group. He's put out multiple things like in 2013 saying like, look, like we're going to we're trying to get out of this record deal. We might have to stop touring like this is what it's it is like. And they sort of slowed down touring and slowed down making music and stuff like that because of this dispute with Victory Records. But. Go get it. Yeah. Go get it. But if the lead singer of the band tells you, like, go get this, like, if you want our music, get it however you can get it. Like, that's the lead singer of the band. I'm not going to question him. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, just go get it. Go check it out. Uh, just, yeah, be, be mindful. Be mindful. Yeah. Tisk, tisk. Victory Records. Wagging my finger. My disapproving finger wag of PD Rave gonna solve everything all the disputes <laughs> uh yeah those are our thoughts on streetlight manifesto not lamp uh lamppost doctrine uh, uh you know i was waiting for that to come in because that, that was too good <laughs> for you not to throw into the show you know I, I, when when i find when when this blind squirrel finds a nut He's going to show it off however he can, you know. That's like anytime somebody brings up uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, I always bring up Frog of the Moistened Cog. You know, we're, we're two peas in a pod, Petey. Exactly. Um, the, I learned it from watching you, Brett. 
I learned it from watching oh, you. Yeah. My shtick, it rubs <laughs> off. They, they have creams to solve that. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, those are our thoughts on Streetlight Manifesto. Uh, now we get to the main event of the evening. We get to our haiku reviews. Uh, you can see kind of some of our, our thoughts on this album. Uh, I'll start with regular batting order. Patrick, what is your haiku? Quality third wave. Boosted by the horn section. Happy I listened. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? Enjoyable tunes with skillful musicianship. Toots and them hornses. <laughs> uh, now my haiku. Frenetic ska punk. Filled with lots of energy. Plenty emotion. Uh, and now Drew, last but not least, what is your haiku? My love of ska punk from these guys that write very intelligently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sums up our thoughts on Streetline Manifesto. You can find this album on our Spotify playlist, Play Record Breakers in the Home Game. Uh, Follow along at home. Uh, we'll be posting next week's record uh, as this week's uh, as the current week's album or episode gets posted. So you get to you know do the homework ahead of time. Uh, so pl- follow along on Spotify on the Spotify playlist next week should be our guests album. Uh, but we haven't finalized it, so I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to speak out of turn. So I'll just say what my album is going to be, uh, just in case. Uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and do what I thought I was going to do. And I'm going to have us listen to uh, Baby Metal's uh, Metal uh, Resistance, <laughs> the new Baby Metal album, uh, to kind of get to because cause they definitely pivoted and they definitely. Uh, made some changes and adjustments from uh, the last album to this one. So we're going to talk about them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that might be a guess. So, so keep an eye out for that. It came out on Fox Day. Too sweet. <laughs> Too sweet. Uh, yeah. That brings us to the end of another episode of Record Breakers. You can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at Hibbity Burbert, H I B B I T Y B I B B A R D. Drew is at X for X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Rebelly.net for this and other shows. Rebelly TV on all the places on YouTube, Twitch, and, and all the things. iTunes, Stitcher. Subscribe, like, share. Until next time. Hasta los huevos.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>